0: Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here, and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. I've got a special episode for you today. It is coming straight from Business Reboot Camp. And it's actually one of the pieces to the day three where we talked all about money. And, and the Bible has thousands of verses about money. Jesus talked a lot about money in his teachings. And so why are we not talking more about money? And talking about money in a biblical sense, understanding what is provision, what is money, poverty mindset? What is prosperity from a biblical perspective? We talk about all those things in day three of Business Street Bootcamp. With that being said, this portion specifically that you're going to listen to is talking about abundance. What does the Bible say about abundance? And we're taking a look at the life of Jesus to see what kind of a God we serve. So with that being said, there's a whole lot more goodness from this specific episode that you're going to listen to. It's a short 15 minute one. Mine are usually a little bit longer, but I thought I'd give you this one because it is power packed. And if you want to listen to the rest of the money training, you can sign up for the link below, and or you can grab a founding member seat in the Seek First School of tree I am so excited to share more about that with you later. But it is my new membership for Kingdom CEOs who ha- who want some coaching, want some support, want some mentoring, want some discipling for their business. So more details in the show notes and more details to come, but enjoy this episode all about biblical abundance and what God says about it and how we see it in the life of Jesus. When we talk about abundance, I want to go back to this particular slide and I want to show you in Jesus's life where we actually see abundance. So what does the Bible say about abundance? There's 68 verses about this word. I encourage you, if you feel like it's stirring, go study that. For the sake of time, we're going to look directly at the life of Jesus and see what his life showed us about abundance. I already read to you Ephesians 3.20, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly more above all that we could ask or imagine according to the power that works within us. This was written by Paul while he was in prison. And I shared with you that sometimes we feel like we're in prison, but we can still praise the Lord, we can still worship, and we can still see. And I think that's what got me off on a tangent but I never got to tell you where we actually see abundance in the life of Jesus while he was on earth. So let me give you a few examples, because again, we talked about how he started out born in a manger, didn't have a home during his ministry, but we see through his ministry and through his time on earth from his thirties to 33, before he died for us on the cross, we actually see a lot of abundance. So not only do we know about Jesus's past when he was a little child and he was given roughly several million dollars worth of gold frankincense and myrrh these gifts from these magi and that that most likely was what helped jesus's parents be able to take them into egypt it's also probably what funded some of his ministry as an adult your business takes money so where did jesus get his money from Well, he also is the son of the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills guess what You are a daughter of the same God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So let's take a look at Jesus's life. Did you know that in Jesus's ministry, he needed a treasurer? In fact, Judas, who we know is the one who betrayed Jesus, was his treasurer. Let's take us like, let's not overlook that, the importance of that, the significance of that. If you are making no money, and you are homeless, and you are poor, and there is no finances involved in what you're doing, do you need a treasurer? Do you need somebody who is in charge of keeping track of your money? Not only that, though, we know that Judas was stealing from Jesus in the ministry. Now, let me ask you, when you have down to the wire, I have been here, down to the wire in your bank account, and You got $100 left to get you to your next paycheck. You know where every penny is going. You're aware of where every penny is going, right? Yeah, because you're down to the wire. If Jesus didn't have any money and they were just poor, do you think that they would need a treasurer? And do you think that they would recognize that money was being stolen? I just want to let you let that thought alone Sink in. Jesus was not poor and his ministry required money and God, his Father, provided everything he needed. Let's look at another example. I love the miracles of Jesus. In fact, the Bible says that he didn't even, not all of them are written. He couldn't possibly write them all in the Bible. We probably would have books and books and books and books and books of the miracles. Do you know that you and I are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Do you know that you and I have that same power to be able to? help people one of jesus's first miracles now i don't know if god's gonna want us to turn water to wine but his very first miracle that he performed was turning water to wine water to wine and do you know that it wasn't just any wine it was the best of the best wine so at this wedding they have guests and typically what happens They start serving the cheaper wines toward the end of of an event or of a wedding, of a celebration, because people have already had enough drinks that they don't really care about the quality of the wine. Jesus is such a person of perfection and abundance. Can you imagine him like calling me like, hey, hey, Papa, hey, Dad. He's like, these people, like, let's give them the best of the best. And he turns the water that's in the jugs into wine. So that this wedding celebration, they didn't just have enough to get through. They had more than enough and the best of the best. That's abundance. That's more than we could ever ask or imagine. Let's take another another example. You've probably heard of the feeding of the 5,000. What looked like not enough was turned into not only enough, it was turned into more than enough. They had baskets left over. Baskets left over. That's provision. That's prosperity. So he provided for the people and not only provided, but then he turned it in from that provision mindset to the prosperity mindset. And remember, the definition of prosperity is to have more than enough for you to fulfill your calling, being debt free having more than enough to fulfill your calling and having more than enough to help other people fulfill theirs. Jesus did that. He fed the people more than enough. He gave them enough so that they were full. And then he had leftover more than enough. This is literally the biblical definition of prosperity. And it wasn't just for Jesus. It wasn't just for him to buy a a new road. Like, Like this is where we look at the, this the demonic definition of prosperity right and by say demonic by that's just from the devil it's the devil like the devil's infiltrated scripture and twisted it to make it all about me it's not about us like god's not just giving us money so that we can have nice things i do think god wants us to have nice things let's look at the temple the temple was coated in gold tell me that god is not a god of riches and abundance and beauty, and nice things. Money is all down to the heart. It's a heart issue. John three sixteen says, no, not John three sixteen. John three sixteen. We all know that verse <laughs> for God to love the world and he gave his only begotten. No, John thirty one six. Add a little brain there. This was where the disciples right. I've, Um, there's two times that actually this happens where they're fishing and they're not getting enough. It's Peter, right? Simon Peter, and he's not getting any fish. And Jesus comes to him and says, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. You know, you've been fishing all night. Listen, some of you have been working on your business for years and you're working and you're working and you're working and you're working and and you're not seeing the fruit and you're not seeing the fruit and you're not seeing the fruit. And Jesus says, try one more time. Throw it on the right. You've been throwing it on the left over here all this time. You've been doing it the world's way all this time. Throw it on the right. Do it the kingdom way. Throw it on the right, sister. What happens? When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. It wasn't that they weren't supposed to fish. They were just fishing with the wrong strategy. They were fishing with the world strategy, perhaps, and not the kingdom strategy. Jesus is a God, and God is a God of abundance. Jesus is a king of abundance because not only did they get their nets full, they couldn't even pick the nets up. They were so heavy, more than enough, abundance. Jesus lived a life of abundance, and it's no coincidence that he does because Jesus is the son of God. And we know that God is also a God of abundance. So we can look all in the New Testament and see Jesus's life and all those things, which is wonderful. But we can also see abundance in the Old Testament, which I encourage you if you're wrestling with reading the Old Testament, because it seems kind of boring. I want to encourage you. There is so much richness and so much goodness that everything in the Old Testament is literally pointing to Jesus in his life and showing this foreshadowing of what is to come. Don't give up on the Old Testament if you haven't read it. It's so good. So let's talk about God and how he showed abundance in the Old Testament. Well, he gave an abundance of rain with Noah, abundance of rain. But not only that, he gave an abundance of manna and he gave an abundance of quail to the Israelites when they were hungry. He gave an abundance of water, tapped the water out of the rock with Moses, right? He gave them more than enough. I love this. And the manna is like, take what you need, right? Don't take too much. Don't hoard it. This is prosperity, right? When you hoard everything for yourself, what happened to the manna? It got worms. It turned sour. It turned bad. You don't have to hoard everything for yourself. God's going to give you enough for you and enough for whatever else you need. And we see that he does this every Sabbath. He gave them more than enough so that they could take the Sabbath and honor his commandment. Are you seeing like God wants to give you exactly what you need and plus some so that you can help other people do the same thing? The quail, they were complaining. They're like, we're sick of this manna. Like, what is this stuff coming from the sky? We want meat. We want something else. So he gave them birds. And then they had so much that they were sick of them. Can you imagine just like coming out of their teeth and just sitting there like, oh, gorge, more than enough. When he was leading his people into the land flowing, whoops, my um calls that I just had were processing he was leading his people into the land into the land he promised the promised land you have a promised land that God's given you about your business about your calling and you're like man when are we going to get there God was leading them into a land that was flowing with milk and honey if you had a bank account that was flowing you'd have more than enough right Flowing. That's an abundance. It's more than enough. Not just a little bit, not a half glass full, not a half glass, a little bit full, not even a glass to the, but flowing. And we can read throughout scripture, there's a lot about overflow. Y'all know I love the flows, so don't even get me started on that. So I just want to challenge you. If you have been questioning prosperity and maybe you've heard bad teachings about it but then I also hear the opposite side where people are like no God doesn't want you to have this and God doesn't want you to have that no Jesus came to give you a life of abundance the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy Jesus came to give you a life of abundance more than you could ever ask or imagine now, the issue with this is all the heart. Why, why do you want more? Is it for selfish reasons? Are you craving money? Are you? Is it for the wrong things or for the right things? And the thing is, is that God knows our heart. So we can't hide that truth from him. So I hope that you're beginning to see the God that we actually serve, the God that we actually get to co-labor with, the God that we actually get to co-create with in our business, He is a God of abundance and Jesus, who is our friend, who is our brother, who is, we are the bride of Christ. Again, this is the question that we are asking subconsciously. We're answering every day. Who is God? Do you understand who God is? Do you really understand who Jesus is? A brother, a friend, your husband Do you really understand who the Holy Spirit is, your advocate, your helper, your teacher, your your guide? When we start to read the Bible, we can start to see these descriptions of who God is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is. And guess what? They all matter. All three of them. Which is why when I have these business meetings, I want all three of them present. So I used to do like business meeting with Jesus, business, and then I was like, well, I don't know. That doesn't really sound right. Cause like, where's my papa in this? Where's God in this? And listen, I was raised, I never heard the word papa, but I heard someone who taught an incredible message on the orphan spirit. And that's how he refers to God. And there was so much breakthrough that I heard from his lesson. His name is Lef Leaf, Lef, I can't even say his name. He's from another country. Lef Hetland, Leaf Hetlin. He's an incredible teacher on the orphan spirit. And he calls God as Papa because guess what? Jesus cried out to God on the cross saying Abba father. And that's translated to like daddy, like a papa, like a little kid. So we serve God. We get to work with God, co-labor with him, but we also get to do this with Jesus. We also get to do this with the Holy spirit. And did you know that you have angels? Like God has angels. Two thirds of the angels are still on God's side. One third was cast out with the enemy. much goodness guys that i can't wait to continue to pour into but you serve a god of abundance and tomorrow that's why we're talking about having this business meeting with with all of heaven i want all of heaven at my business cheering me on helping me creating with me um giving me wisdom strategy blueprints all that and i want that for you so i hope that you see we serve a god of abundance more than you could ever ask or imagine and the prosperity and that money The way we think about money, once we start to get a kingdom perspective of it, being debt-free, having more than enough to to fulfill our calling, and having more than enough to help other people to fulfill theirs. So I pray that that blesses you today. I'm so like, how did I miss this? How did I miss this entire section. It was so good because it was like actually giving them the, the truth of, of all the things. So I'll end with this Ecclesiastes five nineteen. to every man whom God has given wealth and possessions. He has also given them the ability to eat from them, to receive his reward and to find enjoyment in his toil. And that's my prayer for you that you have been given wealth and possessions to eat from them to receive your reward, and to find enjoyment in your toil. And by doing that, when you receive from the Lord, you can then give to other people. That's what I got for you. Part two that I totally missed in part one. You too can make mistakes and it's all going to be good. Have a great Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow for Business Meeting with Heaven.